Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Thank you so much, worship team. Thank you, Mark. Uh, wow, what a blessing it is. And we'll be doing our, uh, the Torah, walk around the congregation, etc. procession. Uh, first Shabbat of every month, uh, moving forward from now on, like we used to do it, and that's on Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, and so if you come the first Friday or Saturday uh, of each month, uh, you'll get to see a beautiful Torah procession and it's always so special to see the Torah march around us, and uh, today was the re-inauguration, so beautiful. Thank you, George uh, and team. Wonderful. Uh, excuse me, a couple of notes before I get to my uh, message here today. I just got back uh, yesterday, uh, late afternoon, from the board of directors of the International Alliance of Messianic Congregations and Synagogues. That's the largest synagogal organization in the Messianic Jewish movement. We have a lot of synagogues, 150, something like that, synagogues across the world uh, affiliated, and uh, just hearing an update about what's going on. And, and uh, the movement is, is still going strong. You know, a lot of the congregations are in recovery still after the pandemic. Some are you know, really thriving. A lot of them are, uh, are, are getting particularly blessed. Uh, one of our sister congregations in Philadelphia, Beth Yeshua, uh, just moved into their new building. Really excited for Rabbi David Chernoff, my friend. Uh, and they've just built a new building, and it's a beautiful, beautiful building from what it looks like. And, uh, and so really happy for them. That's new in our movement from one of the kind of pillars of the, of the Messianic movement. Uh, I've heard that the congregation that we helped, uh, the, their synagogue was destroyed by the hurricane in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, they are reconstituting now. They're going to be uh, sharing a facility uh, with another congregation uh, for the time being to kind of get back on their feet. Uh, so that's exciting. They're recovering. We sent them, Bethel sent them many, many thousands of dollars. Thank you to all of you who supported with the hurricane relief efforts. Uh, it has been a big help. Also, these are just little tidbits I'm giving you just as a little update. The movement is worldwide, y'all. And God is doing great things amongst our people. In Israel, we got a wonderful report about uh, the growth of the Messianic Jewish movement in Israel. It is significantly uh, really growing over the last number of years in Israel. That's a real blessing. Uh, and uh, please keep them in prayer. Becoming much more kind of accepted, if you will, uh, amongst the mainstream uh, in, in time. The place where we have to pray, of course, we have a number of Messianic congregations as a part of our umbrella alliance in the Ukraine. Uh, and, uh, and our leadership, certain members of our leadership on, on our board, have weekly conference calls with all of our European congregations. 
uh, including probably about, I don't know, 10 or 12 in Ukraine and Crimea uh, as, as part of that. And they're weekly on the phone with them, hearing about things. Sometimes on the, on the Zoom call, uh, the people say, hold on, that's the air raid siren. I need to go to the basement, just in the midst of uh, time with our leaders. So we know very much what's going on down there, uh, you know, on the street, literally, uh, in Ukraine. And, uh, and we have sent, as you all know, uh, uh, significant funds to Ukraine also. And they go, they're going... We got updates that uh, they're going right into the hands, and we, we heard about how they're doing it, getting into the hands of the Messianic leaders across the congregations in Ukraine. Many Messianic congregations in Ukraine have turned into shelters of sorts, uh, especially those who had their own facility. And we saw some pictures of one place in Ukraine that just had rows and rows of beds inside the congregation uh, for shelter. So uh, listen, a real blessing to, that, that there is that refuge, and we need to pray for Ukraine. You all know that. Uh, but we've sent many, many thousands of dollars over there to Ukraine. Anybody who feels led has a heart for Ukraine. There's still a war going on over there. You know, a lot of impetus came in April, May, June, uh, et cetera, but it's still going on. People suffering. Anybody who feels led, we can get the funds that I know directly in the hands of the, of the Ukrainian Mexican Jewish believers, for that matter. So, but it was, it was wonderful to hear all these reports, and yet still going strong. They're still having Shabbat services all over Ukraine. It's just unbelievable um, in the Messianic Jewish community. So that's, a, that's just a little thumbnail. Things are going well. We've got the Southeast Regional of the Messianic Jewish Alliance of America and Orlando coming up in December. If anybody's interested in going to a, like a three-day Messianic conference at a, at a pretty good price uh, in Orlando in December, it could be worse. Uh, then, then you can look that up online. We'll have brochures out in the next week or two. But that's that's going to be a real blessing for sure. I don't know, it'll be a thousand people down there in Orlando for that, uh, and all your main, many of your main messianic worship artists and teachers, and uh, so that'll be a blessing. So you know, a lot of good things happening in our movement. That's just a little bit of an update for you. Uh, a couple of other things I wanted to mention. I mentioned earlier that <laughs> that Israel just finished their elections. Some people were clapping. Other people were like, that's right. You know, it's uh, similar. That's how elections go, right? You know, and so uh, in, the, in the U.S., y'all, uh, not that dissimilarly, we have a big election this coming Tuesday. Uh, not telling you at all who to vote for, but I am encouraging you all, please vote. Please vote. Vote this Tuesday. Whatever the Lord leads you to, to, to punch on the ballot, but I encourage everybody to please vote. Uh, uh, and that goes for all of you watching online as well. Uh, we're blessed in this country to have a little bitty say in, in who leads us. Uh, and we need to not uh, ignore that. And, uh, and we need to utilize that, that lever and that tool. Amen? Okay, so with that said, let's go to Bereshit, Genesis, please, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, Bavakasha. We need to pray for our leaders, you know, uh, pray for our leaders, uh, and, and be it Israel, be it the United States, we like them, we don't like them, it doesn't matter, we pray for our leaders, and, uh, and we have an influence when we certainly can. Genesis chapter 2. Okay, we're going to be talking about something today that is very, I want, wow, I'm excited about this message today because we're, I'm going to paint a little picture for you. I'm going to give you kind of a before, after, middle, and you'll understand, and then the middle is complex. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, then Adonai Elohim 
caused to sprout from the ground every tree that was desirable to look at and good for food. Now the tree of life was in the middle of the garden and also the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so among others in, the, in, in Gan Eden, in the, in the Garden of Eden, God places two trees, one of which is the tree of life. Now, it's an interesting visual we see that Adam and Eve partook of, etc. But what exactly is the purpose of the tree of life? People talk about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know about that tree. We talked about that a few weeks ago uh, when they partook of that tree and it was a no, it was not, it was bad. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, but what about the tree of life? What's the purpose of the tree of life? You know, well, we found out more about what the tree of life is for when Adam and Eve ate from the other tree and had to be cast out of the garden. When they were cast out, Godfrey, we find out more information actually about the tree of life, ironically. Genesis chapter 3, let's go one chapter further, and we'll read more that gives us insight into the special tree of life. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 says this, Then Adonai Elohim, this is once Adam and Eve had partaken of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they were about to be tossed out of the garden. Then Adonai Elohim, the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. So now in case he stretches out his hand and takes from the tree of life and eats and lives forever, Adonai Elohim sends him away from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. And he expelled the man. And at the east of the garden of Eden, he had cherubim or cherubim dwell uh, along with the whirling sword of flame to guard the way to the tree of life. Wow, boy, the tree of life. I mean, that's heady stuff. That's pretty intense stuff. If you've got, if you've got centuries, angelic cherubim centuries that are forever stationed at the Garden of Eden, why? It's not really the Garden of Eden that, that's being protected per se. It's access to the tree of life. It's all about that tree of life. Very interesting. And we see in this what? Ah, we understand now more the purpose of the, the tree of life. The tree of life allowed man to live forever. It was, if you will, kind of like the fountain of youth. <laughs> Access to the tree of life was immortality. That's the tree of life. And because of our sin, mankind, we were blocked from it. In the last month, my friend, Dr. David Stern, passed away. I mentioned this a number of weeks ago, and when he passed, it was right before a Shabbat service, and Dr. Stern, wow, the translator of the complete Jewish Bible and the accompanying commentary, and uh, wow, I got to tell you, I love Dr. Stern. He was an amazing man, and his work is absolutely revolutionary. His work changed the world. 
period, hard stop. I remember when, when I brought it up a few weeks ago and I said, has anybody ever read or have a copy of the complete Jewish Bible? And it's almost every hand in here went up. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It was the first major Messianic Jewish translation of the scriptures into English. Most of you have read from it. It was revolutionary. Why? Because it translated the scriptures with a Jewish perspective and understanding, which would have been the perspective of the authors. And so that just makes sense. His commentary also is breathtaking in, in its profundity. The commentary on the scriptures, on the complete Jewish Bible, in particular his commentary on the, the, the New Covenant, absolutely Wow, it changed the Messianic Jewish movement too, for sure. Uh, and it's interesting because I spent a lot of time with Dr. Stern over the years and love Dr. Stern. I've taken a number of you who went with me to Israel to his home. They don't do that on most tours, I'll tell you that. <laughs> go into the home of, of somebody like that. But we would go into his home, and, and I've spent a lot of time with Dr. Stern, his, his wife, uh, Martha, over the years, and been in his home numbers of times, and went with my mom a number of times with him to his home in Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, just to share some time. And, uh, and, and he explained to me, and sometimes he explained to our, our uh, participants in the Experience Israel trip, he, he said that as he was as he was writing the commentary, because he was seeking to write a commentary first, the commentary, the, the commentary on, uh, the, that is now known as the, the Complete Jewish Bible Commentary, right? And, and it's a beautiful treatise. It's amazing to help understand the Scripture from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And he felt led to write this commentary on the Bible to, to give a more Jewish understanding of the Scriptures, the context in which, from which it was written. Uh, and, to, and to therefore kind of correct some misunderstandings. Uh, and, and, and he said that was his goal. But as he was writing the commentary, he found that all he was doing is constantly taking issue with the translation and, and saying this is not the right translation with the full Jewish context and understanding. And it was like time after time after time, uh, he was having issues with the translation, and that's what he was talking about in the commentary that he was writing. And so finally, he said, after battling it for so long, he finally decided that the best thing to do was to create his own translation to correct the contextual errors. Then he'd finished the commentary. As a side note, I've thought about doing that in my spare time too, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. I mean, since, since you're having issues with the translation, it just wasn't exactly the meaning. That wasn't the intent and, of the translation. And so he would be, it's like, yeah, I'll just retranslate the whole thing. Sure, yeah, absolutely. No, no problem. Oh, wow. Let me tell you, he was a smart guy. He was a smart guy, no question. Wow, I'm telling you what, brilliant. And uh, I used to love, when I went to Dr. Stern's home in Jerusalem, he and his wife Martha would welcome us in. And Typically, he would play some music uh, for us and share insights from his translation work, and he was always so kind and hospitable. He was also a huge supporter of my mother and her work in the Messianic Jewish Israel Fund. 
uh, he, big time, a supporter and encourager and made videos about it for her. And he was also, a, a, he, was, he was in general a pioneer in the Messianic Jewish movement and a true visionary, no question. He understood that bringing the scriptures back into their Jewish context made the meaning more clear. This is intuitive. I mean, it only makes sense, right? But no one else had done it before. He's worthy of honor, and I honor him here today. Revelation chapter 2, please. Revelation 2. Friends, I started at the beginning in Bereshit, and now I'm shifting to the end for just a minute, right? Revelation chapter 2. I told you I had beginning, end, and then middle, and then the complexity of the middle, right? I told you the beginning. Here's the end, because now I'm going to tell you how the story ends. In the end, when we are with the Lord, we will all again have access to the tree of life. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Ruach is saying to Messiah's communities. To the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Wow. Wow, that's, yeah, that's powerful right there. So, so friends, I mean, this gives us great hope, even gives us great hope for people like Dr. Stern and our own loved ones, like my mom, like, like many people that you know who have gone on to be with the Lord, right? That, that is some of that hope that we have, my beloved friends, right? So if we follow Yeshua and if we turn our lives over to him, then we will have eternal life, we will again have access to the Etzchayim, to the tree of life. Praise God. Can somebody say amen? amen? Yeah, it's good. Beautiful. How powerful. That's the end of the story. I have some very good friends in the Messianic Jewish movement. Some of you maybe have heard of them. They've, they've been to our services here before. Uh, it's another, it's a colleague, Rabbi Mark and Danya Greenberg. And my, my friends, the Greenbergs, were very active in the Messianic Jewish mo- movement even many years ago. While Rabbi Mark Greenberg was leading congregations, Rebetzin uh, Danya was working on children's curriculum. And she often also would help out my mom in the MJIF. Uh, and uh, she even, when my mom had a big fundraiser where they race, race cars at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Danya was one of the race car drivers. And God bless her, she went fast. And, and she often uh, would say that my parents shared with her mentally advice in some difficult situations that she has been through and has seen and 
had to process and some challenging times, right? And she would say my parents were, gave her some mentally advice over the years a number of times. Very graciously, she said this. So the point is they've been tight with our family for many years. The Greenbergs, Solomons, we've been pretty tight. We, we love those guys. The whole family, the, the kids who are all now leaders in their own right now, uh, amazing. Well, the Lord began to show Danya the need for a Messianic family Bible uh, for the next generation. Okay, something new, updated, refreshed for, for families and such. And so in a task that was nothing short of monumental, and I mean that very literally, she began gathering leaders who would eventually produce a new Messianic Jewish translation of the Bible. And with many dozens of scholars from all over, led by Dr. Jeffrey Seif uh, and their team, they eventually produced this new translation of the scriptures. They named it, of course, the Tree of Life version of the Bible. Some of you have heard of it. Mm, very interesting. Tree of Life version. Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs 3. This is all going to come together. You all will be familiar with our weekly Shabbat liturgy. It's one of the things I love. I was talking to my son recently, and, and, uh, and he was sharing about how much he loves the liturgy that we do. Uh, it's just absolutely stunning stuff. It's ancient. Messiah Yeshua would have been familiar with some of the same liturgy that you heard today. Uh, some of the same blessings he would have been singing along, okay? And so you all will be familiar with the beautiful Etz Chaim chant, right? The Etz Chaim chant is the tree of life. We say this is the Torah which Moses placed before the children of Israel. It is in accord with the Lord's command by the hand of Moses, a Tree of life, right? A tree of life. A tree of life it is for those who take hold of it. And blessed are the ones who support it. Its ways are ways of pleasantness and all its paths are peace. Long life is in its right hand and its left are riches and honor. The Lord was pleased for the sake of his righteousness to render the Torah great and glorious. You all know we do that every week, Nachon, correct? Now, the majority of that particular part of the liturgy, and of course, that's the, the Etz Chaim chant, which is one of my favorite chants, Etz Chaim, you know it, it's so beautiful. I, I just think it's, uh, mm. and the majority of this comes from Sefer Mishlei, the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's turn there. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. And here is what it says. If you listen carefully, especially toward the end of this section I'm going to be reading, you will hear our Shabbat liturgy that I just read. So tune in, because most of our liturgy comes right out of Scripture, different places. It's so cool to think about that. Okay, Proverbs 3, verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. 
For her trade value, it meaning wisdom, God's understanding, the, the word of God, right? For her trade value is better than silver and her yield better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares to her. Length of days is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all of her paths are shalom. She is a tree of life, and that's Chaim. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and blessed will be all who hold firmly to her. Oh, wow. Ooh, 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 ooh. Beloved, see the beauty in this. I, 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 I want I to, to explain this, and, and, and I want you to see some really amazing connections. Melech Shlomo, King Solomon here, is speaking of Wisdom, personifying wisdom is a woman. That's why it refers to her as she. But where is wisdom and understanding obtained? Wisdom and understanding are obtained from the scriptures, from the word of God. That's where we gain understanding, if you will. And yes, from the fear of the Lord. So I want to see this beautiful symmetry here. Painting this picture, I want you to see the, the, the full uh, timeline of it because it's absolutely amazing. When we were in Gan Eden, when we were in the Garden of Eden, we had access to the tree of life that gave us eternal life, right? That's what we had in the Garden of Eden. We had access to the tree of life. It gave us eternal life. And in the end... We read in Revelation, when we are with God in heaven, we will also have access to the tree of life, which gives eternal life. Remember, that was from Revelation chapter 2, right? No, no doubt, right? But now, now, in between these times, how can we obtain eternal life? By embracing or taking hold of the tree of life that we have, which is wisdom, the words of God, his holy scriptures. Wow, that's beautiful, isn't it? You see the symmetry of it? I'll tell you this, even the Torah scroll that was Beautifully processed today. On a Torah scroll, there are, there are, of course, there are two poles or two rods that, that constitute each scroll handle, right? That goes up, spindles up, right? And those two wooden rods are known as etzchaim, right? The trees of life that, are, that, that, that embrace and really put together constitute that which is the Torah, John chapter 1, so how was this word of God manifested? Because the picture only gets more colorful. I've already painted the picture now. Now I'm going to add color to it. Okay, now we've got color being added to the picture. How was this manifested? Here's how this was manifested. When we're talking about the word of God that provides the tree of life, 
which is eternal life. John chapter one, verse one says, in the beginning was the word, right? And the word was with God and the word was God. He, Yeshua, was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him and apart from him, nothing was made that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it. Listen carefully, my friends. Follow this logic stream here. It's really pretty cool. Yeshua is the Word. The Word is a tree of life. A tree of life gives eternal life. Life, Yeshua gives eternal life. Oof, I got chills right there myself. Ooh. First John chapter one, first John, to continue in the fullest understanding. Ooh, mm. First John chapter one, verse one. says, what was from the beginning? This is 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. What was from the beginning? This is talking about Yeshua. What we have heard, what we have seen with our own eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Talking about Messiah. The life was revealed and we have seen and testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you may have fellowship with us. Indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Yeshua the Messiah. These things we write so our joy may be full. Mm. Friends, Yeshua is the it's Chaim. Yeshua is the tree of life. And if you take hold of him, our liturgy on Shabbat, right? Blessed are those who take, if you take hold of him, if you embrace him, then you are blessed and all your paths are peace. That's so cool, isn't it? That's so cool, Cindy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm feeling the same way you are. It's like amazing. You know, our congregation has a, a special connection to the Tree of Life version of the Bible. I'm going to tell you how. It's not just because your rabbi is so close to the visionaries of the translation, the Greenberg family, we are, we're tight with, we love those guys, no question. But also, when they were working on the translation, and after it had been through all the steps, this was a large panel of translators. I mean, they went through all the steps of translating the Bible, the, uh, the, the translation itself from the, from the original manuscripts, the text manager's work. The theology committee's work, the language 
experts work. The literary editors work. All those were steps and stages in the development of this translation, the Tree of Life version, right? All those were different steps. Finally, the translation was nearly complete at this point. Man, they had been, it had been years. They had been working on this Tree of Life version. I mean, just years, years work on this. All these different steps that they had to go through here. But after all those hands, they needed some volunteers to provide a, what they call the final copy editing. Okay, the final copy editing was simply looking for typos, a period that has an extra space, maybe a word that's misspelled. Okay, we're talking about a big book. The Bible's a big book here. And so they, they needed to, after all the experts had already done their work and the translating and all that kind of thing, they needed some volunteers to provide what they call final copy editing. And so the Greenbergs contacted us. They, they, I remember receiving that call. And they said, can your congregation, Beth Hillel, help? And I'm like, well, let me pray about it, Yes. <laughs> It was a very quick prayer, y'all. It was very fast. It was <laughs> like, wow, to have an opportunity to have a part in something like this in any way, shape, or form is so totally cool. And so I said, yeah, absolutely, right? And so what did we do? We, we had a Bible reading marathon downstairs in this building where many members, where, where many of our members read through the, the new translation before anybody else had it to look for any last edits that were needed. This was a number of years ago. Curious if any of you were, were there. Uh, raise your hand. Oh, I've got a few who were there as part of it. Yeah, a number of you who were there part of it. I, I remember downstairs, they were like passing out. Okay, who wants Zephaniah? Who wants Malachi? Who wants Matthew? Let's I mean, We're like, what? Yeah, let's go. And you, people were reading the Bible, man. It was great. I've never seen such a... Everybody's reading the, but we were trying to catch these little typos and things like that. You, you understand what, what we were trying to do here. And, uh, and as you'd expect with that many people having uh, touched it and such, there were a few here and there we found it wasn't many, but there were a few things we, 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 we found here and there. So our congregation had a very small but direct hand in this translation. And it's a real honor. It's a real honor to have been a part of this. In, in some little way. And we continue to have relationship and affiliation with, with this family uh, and with this translation. In fact, Mark, right now, your, your drummer and worship leader, is also in the process of creating an audio version of the translation for, for the Tree of Life version. Yeah. I think, I think he's completed about maybe, what, a, a quarter of it? Maybe a little less so far? Around that, something like that. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's spending a lot of time just, he's reading the Bible a lot. What can I say? You know, that's, our youth directors read the Bible a lot. I know for a fact. And so, uh, and it's really great. And I'm very excited uh, for him. And that, that's, that's work that Mark does that you don't even know about. But, is, but you'll find out because eventually you'll, there'll become a time when you're able to listen to Tree of Life, uh, you know, the full Bible. And it'll be like, well, that sounds like, our worship leader, and it will be, yeah, and it will be. So I'm excited about that, and really proud of our uh, of your work in that, Mark, and and it's beautiful, and I love it. Well, although he is 
still a pretty young man, my friend, Rabbi Mark Greenberg, who is the husband of uh, he and, and Don, you're the ones who who've came up with this and have, were the visionaries for it. Rabbi Mark Greenberg now is in hospice. And so at some point soon, he will be meeting the Lord. And when he does, he will be with the tree of life. Please keep Danya, Joseph, Mandy, Simeon, and their families in your prayers. And as you all probably have noticed, since the pandemic started, I've been using the Tree of Life version of the Bible in all my messages, but also uh, in their honor and just in light of everything now, we've added Tree of Life Bibles to all of our pews. If you look in the pews now this week, for the first time ever, uh, we've now added our pew Bibles so that when you are here at shul, uh, you can follow along if you don't happen to have your smartphone or whatever. Uh, And so now in all of our pews is the Tree of Life version of the Bible. And what a blessing that is. I'll encourage you, please enjoy it while you're here. Please don't take it with you. (laughs) Leave it for the next person (laughs) next week. But... But now it is something for all of us to enjoy. So friends, each time you use them or open up that version on your smartphone, remember, remember that God's word is indeed a tree of life to you if you take hold of it. If you take hold of it, it will provide literal life to you. In fact, the tree of life provides eternal life. The title of my message is Tree of Life. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anyone here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. If that's you and you've never given your life to God, I want to encourage you. We no longer have access to to Gan Eden, to the Garden of Eden. And I want to make sure that you have access to the tree of life in paradise. In the meantime, we have to focus and to embrace and take hold of the tree of life that we have available to us, which is God's word and his Messiah as he is the word. That will provide us eternal life. So if you're here today and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, you never never committed your life to God, but you want to today, we'll have a simple prayer. If that's you, raise your hand, we'll pray together. If that's you, be honest. Say, yeah, I, I want to commit my life to God. But what are all these, all these people here? Who cares? 
This is a much bigger decision than that. If there's anybody here who's never made that decision to follow Yeshua, but you want to today, raise your hand. We'll pray together. Is there anyone? If you're watching online and you've never said that prayer, repeat something like these words. Dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here with us today, please see me after the service. If you're watching online, please send us an email or listening via podcast. We want to celebrate with you. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the tree of life. Thank you, God, that you gave us the tree of life to start with. Oh, God, I'm so sorry we blew it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we still blow it. Thank you, God, that you so mercifully, graciously, and generously allow us access back to the tree of life one day and that you've given us the tree of life even now through the Messiah and your word. Lord, let us embrace, let us take hold of, and then guide our paths, which will be of shalom, which will be of peace. Doesn't mean it'll always be easy, but you'll be with us. Thank you, Lord God. We love you with all of our hearts, and we give you thanks for this wonderful service today. It's been a special service today. Wow. I thank you for all these things. B'Shem Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Bye.